0: We talk a lot about communication at Mighty Parenting, our experts, myself, the communications email series that we share with you. And one of the keys to communicating well with our teens is to not be stressed, because when we're stressed, we knee jerk, we jump in, we say things that we don't mean to say. And as I'm talking to parents, you guys are telling me that you don't have time for stress relief. So I've created a complimentary lesson for you that requires no time. Yes, you will have to listen to the audio, so it's going to take you a few minutes to do that. But the strategies I share with you don't require you to spend any more time on them. So pop over to sandyfowler.com forward slash no time and learn how you can start relieving your stress and feeling better today.
1: Welcome to Mighty Parenting, a
0: podcast with real, raw, and relevant talk about raising teens and parenting young adults. Welcome to Mighty Parenting, a community where we help you raise teens and parent 20 somethings so they can become happy, successful, and emotionally healthy adults. I'm Sandy Fowler, stress relief coach, speaker, and host of the Mighty Parenting podcast, with a quick reminder to pop over to MightyParenting.com and grab your free email series on how to talk to your teen. Parents are telling me that these simple steps have had a much bigger impact than they had ever expected, so I'd love to hear about your experience with it. We all want our kids to be happy, and part of being happy is we want them to have work that they enjoy, work that supports them, <laughs> work they can thrive in. The thing is, is that in our attempts to help them achieve this, we can actually end up pushing them, whether we're pushing them down a college path or pushing them into a skilled trades or a certification program. It doesn't matter. Pushing doesn't work. We see things like kids dragging their feet on applications or not doing well in a program, or maybe they finish it, but then they aren't happy. It's hard to hold a job when you hate your job. And this isn't what we wanted for our kids in the first place anyway. We said that we were doing these things. We were trying to help them be happy. The other thing that can happen is along the way to trying to help them be happy, we can damage our relationship with them. The good news is we have some help so that we can avoid doing this. Joining us today is Emma B. Perez. Emma is a mentor who specializes in helping teens and young adults craft who they want to be and how they want to impact the world. She has a lot of wisdom for us, and today she's going to share the truth with us about gap years. Emma, welcome to Mighty Parenting. Thank you so much for having me. Emma, I have been looking forward to this conversation because I have learned so much about gap years myself, and it's so interesting to me. So I guess maybe first, you want to tell us some misconceptions that we might have about gap years, things that you see commonly are misunderstood about
1: them? Sure. Sometimes I meet families whose child has said, I think I might want to take a gap year, and it might make some parents nervous to hear that. Um, And usually that's, if a parent is nervous to hear that, it's because they are assuming a gap year is just time off, just time off doing absolutely nothing, Um, which doesn't necessarily have to be the case. So that's the first misconception. Um, There are gap year programs out there that can be hugely beneficial to young people um, in lots of different ways, which we can go into in detail as well. Um, Or even if a young person is not stepping into a gap program, they can still make the most of the year in lots of different ways which we can talk about, it can still be a productive year, a year of growth, um, a year of rest. It can be anything you want it to be if you're not going into a program. Another misconception that I often hear as well is aren't gap year programs expensive? That's only for very rich or privileged families. Um, And that's also not necessarily the case. There are some that are expensive. There are some that are not as expensive. There are some that families can get scholarships for or even college credit for. Um, and there are some that not only do not cost money, but your child will actually get a stipend while they do the program. Um, so those are the two main misconceptions. And one other one is kind of a little worry or maybe just you know a, an additional question that I get from families is, Um, Will it look bad to colleges if my teen takes a year off? Because sometimes people hear, well, if you don't go now, you're never going (laughs) to go, which also is not necessarily the case. As a matter of fact, 90 percent of kids who do a gap year program do go on to college, and colleges actually like gap year kids. They have a lot of experiences that kids straight out of high school may not have. Um, And a lot of schools will actually allow you to defer your enrollment to do a gap program. And there could be um, potential for additional scholarship money um, for having done a gap year as well. So there's actually a lot of benefits to them.
0: That is a lot. Okay, so let's, (laughs) let's take these apart a little bit. Let's talk about what a gap year actually is. You said it's not intended to be just a kid sitting around and doing nothing, hanging out with friends or whatever, there is point and purpose to it.
1: Correct. Yes. Well, I think the point and purpose depends on um, the individual, right? Um, So there is nothing wrong with a young person resting for a year. I'm okay with that too. Obviously it depends on the student um, and how they use that time. But for some young people, just the stress and the overwhelm of school and graduation and everything else, maybe having some downtime, um, some time to just kind of recover from burnout before they go into college is not that bad of an idea. So even if the gap year is one that's a little bit more low-key than some of the others, that doesn't mean that it doesn't have its benefits, right? Well, that's interesting to talk about because
0: the world has changed so much since we went through high school and college. And many of these kids are coming out of high school burnt out. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't have thought of that idea of saying, you know what? You are burnt out. Take a year, rest, recuperate and go into college prepared. So Mm -hmm. what, could a rest and recuperation year look like? Because the alarm bells go off in my head. About okay, I can see where a college would find value in a child having an experience. Mm-hmm. But what does it look like when they've taken off a year to rest and recuperate? What do we even mean
1: by rest and recuperate? Um, again, it depends on the individual child. Um, but you know, just having a schedule that's not as Full as it was before um, and perhaps a schedule that's even shifted a little bit because when um, young people hit puberty so in adolescence their sleep wake cycles shift up to two hours later and so it's hard for them to fall asleep before 11 o'clock at night and hard for them to wake up before nine o'clock in the morning but as you know as a parent The school schedule does not always fit what their most optimal sleep cycle is. So perhaps a schedule where they have a job and maybe do some volunteer, some local volunteer work that allows them to shift their schedule a little bit later just so that they can get some good restorative sleep for a year, yet they're also getting the experience of having a job, learning about money, and perhaps even doing a little bit of local volunteer work. So that's one example. So
0: it's still not doing nothing. Correct. But it's being very intentional about building in rest and recuperation, which sleep is one aspect of that. Right. And there are many others, which... Mm -hmm. We've talked about some here. In fact, I'll link up uh, Dr. Sandra Dalton's episode on the seven types of rest. Oh, and anyone who's interested in the stress relief can also pop over to my work. And I know that Emma, you also have more. So you can check out my website Nema's website and mm-hmm. dig around a little and find some more information about options. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so we can rest and recuperate. Mm-hmm. What else might this year look like?
1: So, as far as uh, a rest and recuperate year or another way it's to. another go... gap
0: year. Yeah. Or another so... rest and recuperate. I mean, if you have another example of that, that's different. I'm just trying to, I guess I'm trying to open our minds and get yeah. creative juices flowing. To right. Go, oh, mm-hmm. we could do this and we could do that. And they could do this and they could do that. And to take the fear out of it for us as parents. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. maybe bring that excitement to yeah. our kids, or if our kids have mentioned it to
1: us, mm-hmm. that we can meet them with excitement. Mm-hmm. So uh, my number one recommendation, particularly if you're not going to do a gap program, which we can talk about in just a minute as well, but if you're going to kind of design your own gap year is to sit down and say, okay, what is the intention for this year? Is it rest and recuperate or, you know, what is it? And then how do we go about um, creating that for our child? And what uh, do we want to? Uh, what do we want to be different at the end of this year, right? So, for example, if it is rest and recuperate, you could look at the sleep. You could look at what you were just talking about before, what you're going to leak it with the seven different types and say, okay, let's make this year about prioritizing these and learning what really fits for my child so that they learn these good uh, rest habits that they can take into their future for college and work in the future, right? So, creating the intention and saying, where do, you know, what do I want to aim for by the end of this year? What do I want to be different? And so that could be one example. I'm even thinking about
0: if you have a child who's very burnt out or not mm-hmm. just burnt out, we have a lot of kids who are trying to deal with mental health issues mm-hmm. Yeah, and taking a good chunk of that year or even the entire year to really deep dive into self-care and emotional wellness mm-hmm. and practicing different things, I can absolutely see the value in that. And I can also see colleges appreciating that because colleges are having to deal with the fallout of the our, our kids having the mental health issues they have, and they are overwhelmed.
1: Yeah. And honestly, what an amazing gift to give your child just a time to dedicate attention and, and space and time to learning these good, positive habits that they can take with them into their future. It's only going to improve their college experience or their work experience later down the road. Why not take that time now? exactly okay so we got some creative
0: juices going around a Mm -hmm. rest and recuperate gap year Mm -hmm. that's not what everybody needs so what are some of the other things we might be looking
1: at doing with our gap year yeah so for some young people um they might not be ready for college right maybe they are feeling like um they just need a little bit more time before they're ready to step into college life or perhaps they feel not ready because they don't know what they want to do yet and so they're not sure if they want to go in undeclared or not and they are feeling like they need a little bit more time to explore This is another great intention for a gap year. And this, you know, you could go into a program or kind of design your own gap year with these in mind as well. Just giving your child a little bit more time to mature, a little bit more time to explore what college life is all about, and maybe explore some other educational options or even explore career options and job ideas and and try some out, you know, job shadow, get internships or actually get a part-time job and try out some of the things that they think they might be interested in.
0: And what are you what are your tips for getting an internship at that point? You know that's that's I think a lot of parents think that's impossible or really difficult for a recent high school graduate to get an internship since they don't have any college yet and they haven't built these other skills.
1: Yeah, well, you know, uh, you could actually start with your high school because I know there are some high schools and guidance counselors or some classes that will actually arrange for young people to get internships in in high school. Um, And so you could, uh, you know, if that is part of your, um, experience at your school. You could continue that, you know, just get some, some names and network and continue that. Um, another great place, um, is to just talk to people that, you know, talk to people that, you know, um, your friends and find out if there are any companies in your area that offer internships. Um, and then LinkedIn is another great place. I help all of my clients start a LinkedIn account. You can actually start when you're 16. Um, and it's, a great place to also to start making connections with colleges because there are college pages. So you can start making connections there. Um, And they can just kind of start a little network on LinkedIn connecting with parents and parents' friends and things like that. And just ask around to see um, if there are any internships available. Um, But also asking to interview people who Um, do jobs that you're interested in or asking to job shadow for a day or actually going out and getting a part-time job. These are all great ways to get to know a career a little bit more than what's just written on a piece of paper. I love that.
0: And I did not realize LinkedIn went down to age 16. I I know the college kids were all getting into that as they went through, but I didn't realize it went down into the high school years. And that it's also, again, a skill set. Learning mm-hmm. how to network online is a skill set. So that's a great thing for our kids to learn.
1: Yeah. And there really is a lot to learn from from creating a LinkedIn profile because they've got the summary, which is going to be very similar to writing a cover letter or writing an essay to get into college, right? That's the part where they can be who they are more than just a list of things on a resume, right? So they can get some good experience with writing their summary. They can start collecting their experiences, whether it's from school, from jobs they've had, from volunteer work that they've done. They can put it all in one place so that when they do start filling out resumes and applications, they've got it all in one place that they can pull from. So it's actually a really good resource.
0: That is great. All right, so there is this um, there's an opportunity here to really customize a year. Mm -hmm. It's also, again, as a parent, I think very tempting to just say, I don't know about this. I don't know what to do. Let's just go with a company and not Mm -hmm. that going with a company is bad, but what, what should we know about that? How do we know if going with a company is, is the right choice for our family? And like, what, what can that look like? What do we look for in that process?
1: So uh, when it comes to finding a gap year program, there are some great resources online and um, individuals that are great, great resources as well, you can visit the gapyearassociation.org um, to search for programs, but you can also search for gap year counselors who are individuals that help you find the right program for you. Right, so that's that's what they're there for, Um, and so all of the needs that you want to meet, or all of the requirements that you have for, you know, what you want to do with your gap program. Uh, after the GET program, they'll help, help you find the, the right one. Um, but some high level things that you can keep in mind is that again, there are different intentions for different programs, right? There are some that are just travel programs. You know, if you have a young person that just wants to kind of see the world, there are travel programs. Most of them are gonna be service learning in some way. It could be international, uh, it could be within the States, it could be local. It could be across the United States. Um, and there's all different kinds of service projects um, that a young person can get involved with. So, what are they interested in? You know, do they want to work with kids? Do they want to um, work with, you know, sea animals, the ocean? You know, how do they want to um, spend that time? Basically, and it's interesting to me. To see how much
0: of an impact traveling without the family has on our kids. Oh, yeah. One of my girls in high school, her school orchestra, they just went to California. Mm -hmm. And going to California for one week, I saw a difference in her when she came home. Yes. And that really surprised me. I just did not expect that. I expected it to be a good experience. I was glad that she went. There were so many things she learned in the process of, you know, helping come put together the funds for it because we made her part of that process. Mm -hmm. But for the trip itself, which was all laid out and guided and they were, you know, taken every place they were going to go. I just did not expect that kind of growth. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing what um, getting out of your little world can do for a person, you know? Um, They are at the age where they are expanding their circle um, just beyond their, you know, we have our inner world and our outer world. We have our family, our community, but as you uh, continue to expand that circle and meet people from other places and see see new places and and meet new people too. Um, It really expands your world. And I'll tell you, when you go to college, because I'm someone who I went to college straight out of high school, and then I left and took time off and went back when I was older. And I had the opportunity to um, just kind of expand my mind a little bit. Um, Your experience in college is so different when you've had a little bit of real world experience, um, and exposure to other cultures and other people, even if it's just across the country, right. Um, it really, um, it really opens up a person's mind and and can mature them as well. Yes. And then, uh, at the end of her
0: college, she spent some time overseas and of course, huge growth in that too. So there, And that also involved a lot of, I think she developed a lot more skills there because now she was much more independent. She had to figure out a lot of things for herself. All right. So our kids can work with a company. There are travel programs. There are service programs. What else can happen with this gap year? I mean, are there other kinds of company programs? Are there different styles of companies that we should look at?
1: yeah and and let me just say really quickly too whenever a young person does a gap program they are with a cohort of other individuals their age so whether it is within the states or international they are with a cohort of other individuals and then they have um you know bosses they have um supervisors that they work with that are sort of a boss, sort of an RA type, right? So your kid is not just kind of thrown into some other country or some other state by themselves, right? They are uh, with a group of people and they have work that they're doing because most of the time it is a service learning program. Now, some programs back to your question um some of them are you know there's different ways to serve communities right so like i mentioned before you could work with kids you could do agricultural you could work with animals there's lots of different service learning projects that one can do um and there are as i mentioned earlier earlier there are some programs that yes you will pay for and then there are other programs that you might actually get a stipend for so these are things like um city year and um, americorps where that's within the united states and you'll go to a community and do service work there and you get a stipend for your time there and you'll even get if, if you do this program before college you'll get scholarship money that you can then use um, for school or if you do it after college, and this is something that a lot of people have been doing lately when they come out of college and perhaps they're having a hard time finding their first job, they might commit to, um, you know, city year, um, where they get a stipend and experience for the resume. And then instead of scholarship money, they get money that they can use to pay down any student debt that they have.
0: And that's fantastic. Yeah, that is fantastic. So we can go to websites, look that up. We'll put links to those mm-hmm. in the show notes. Mm-hmm. You mentioned at the beginning that colleges like kids, they that colleges look favorably upon kids who do gap years. Yes. Could you elaborate on
1: that? Yes. Well, like we were saying before, they come in actually a little bit more mature because they are older and because they've had more experience in the world, right? So when we're in school um depending on the kind of schooling that you've had you know if you're homeschooling it might be a little bit different but um with public school and sometimes private schools a lot of times you are given your schedule, and these are the classes that you have to take, and this is when everything is due. Um, When you have the chance to then go do a gap year program, whether it's something that you do or something that you've designed, or excuse me, whether it's a program that you go into or something that you've designed for yourself, you're taking more initiative than you have had to before in your life. So people young people who go into college after doing a gap year have a little bit more experience taking initiative um obviously every kid is different so um, <laughs> there are some kids that straight out of high school you know they're taking all kinds of initiative creating clubs and things like that but for some young people this is the first opportunity they've had to do that so when they come into college, They're a bit more independent. Uh, They uh, can manage their own schedule that, you know, college schedule is a little bit more free than a high school schedule. And that won't be as big of an adjustment for them um, after a gap year. Also, uh, gap kids' grades tend to be better as well, um, which I think has to do not only with the maturity, but also when you've had the chance to be in the real world and to do some work in the real world, whether it's paid or volunteer, there's a little bit more of a connection with your classes. You know, the the classes that you're taking have a little bit more of a reason because you've kind of seen it at play in the real world before you even go to college. So there are lots of lots of reasons that it completely changes your your college experience and colleges recognize that um, these kids may you know have better grades and they um, are more likely to finish as well you mentioned some kids doing a gap
0: year after college
1: Mm
0: -hmm. i'm wondering how that plays out when that might be appropriate and how do employers look on that. You know, we were looking at how colleges view gap year kids. I'm wondering how employers view gap year kids on the back end of college.
1: Yeah, there are people who are doing these programs after college. There are people who are doing them in the midst of college. There are young people that have taken leave of absences to do these programs. Um, And, you know, it's, it's just more experience for resume, right? It's it's more of a chance to learn, to network, to grow, to, to gain new skills. Um, so just like any other job or volunteer experience, it's great for resume, it's great for networking, all of those things. Um, so you know, it's particularly if someone is say, in that situation where maybe it's taking a little while to get that first job for some reason, doing one of these programs like um, City Year or AmeriCorp is a great solution to that. Um, it gets you doing amazing things. It gets you working. It gets something on your resume um, instead of just sitting around um, putting in applications month after month, right?
0: hmm So how do I know if this is the right choice for my child, what are some of the things to consider? Because I imagine that some kids would absolutely thrive in a gap year and some might struggle.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is a very individual decision to make. um, And that's why I do recommend reaching out to a gap year counselor because they know Lots of different programs, they know them very well, and they've worked with lots of different families. They can get to know you and your family and help you make that decision. Obviously, if you're looking at, say, um, an international program, that's gonna be a kid who's a little bit more mature than your average kid. And that's gonna be, you know, you don't have to speak another language, but if you do, that's very helpful, Um, but you don't have to. Um, So, you know, you know your child, and if your child would not be comfortable with something international, then of course you wouldn't look for something international. Um, And if they uh, are wanting a little bit more, yeah, you know, guidance. Yeah. Sit down with me. Let's, let's figure this out. Then perhaps you can sort of craft your own gap year that is close to home. I do know families that have done that where, um, you know, the kids still lived at home, but they were working and then they were, um, networking and trying out different jobs because they wanted to figure out what they wanted to do before they committed to the education. Right. So, um, sit down, have a conversation with um, your child and find out what they want for their gap year. And then, you know, talk about, well, you know, these are some of the realities of of what that is like, and then maybe connect with a gap year counselor who can get even more specific with your family.
0: So I'm curious what you think, Emma, if we think that this is a great idea for our child. Mm -hmm. Maybe our kid doesn't really know they're having difficulty deciding on their path or they're saying, well, I'm going to go to college, but they don't have any idea why they're choosing that over a trade school or entrepreneurship or anything else. Mm -hmm. So if we're listening and we're like, oh my gosh, this would be a great solution. What if we take it to our child and they're not really excited about it? Do you have suggestions for us on maybe better ways to approach them with it or resources that we can share with them to look at. I know in your work, you you help kids figure out what they want with their life. So doing something like that seems like that would be a great tool in helping them decide about a gap year. But when it's coming from the parent, I'm kind of wondering
1: about maybe helping our kids get on board. Yeah. Well, the first thing that I would keep in mind is that um, when you just remember kind of your kids experience, what what they're experiencing right now, right? So they've, they're going through high school and they might have a lot of teachers and counselors just talking about when you go to college, when you go to college, right? And all their friends are talking about, this is where I got accepted. And a lot of young people are selecting colleges because the campus felt right. You know, when you sit down and you say, okay, but why, right? why are we going here why are we doing this is it because that's just the direction that the current is flowing right um or is it because that is really the direction that you want to go in Um, because there is just so much of this like when you get to college thing that sometimes we forget to say oh wait is is that the path that i really want to head in right Um, And that's really what my work is all about, is is coming back to that why. Who are you as a person? How do you want to spend your time? Um, What are you really good at? Let's find some jobs and occupations that fit your priorities and your values and what you're really good at, and then let's find the right educational path for that, which may be college, it may be university, or it may be something else, right? So I think if we could step it back and come back to what their why is, um, then that can help them kind of get more of a bird's eye view instead of getting caught up in the current, right? Another thing to keep in mind too, is that um, at this age, um, it is pretty typical for teenagers to, for communication between parents and teens to not be great uh, because they are finding their own identity separate from their family and that's what they're supposed to be doing right now but that's why a lot of times when a parent suggests something it just goes in one ear and out the other right Um, so having somebody else um, a godparent an aunt a coach a mentor a counselor somebody else they they could hear it from that person more, even if you're saying the same thing, <laughs> just because of the developmental stage that they're in. So perhaps saying, hey, let's talk with somebody. Let's find a mentor or a counselor, or somebody to kind of help you figure out what you think you might want to do, which direction you want to go. And when you're ready for that, are you ready for it right now? Or uh, do you want a little bit more time? Do you want some other experiences before you go uh, straight from school into more school? right? So that's another route you could try.
0: And that sounds fabulous. One last question on that, which I think probably ties, we'll just go back to talking about their why, but one common issue is the kids saying, well, all my friends are going to be a year ahead of me. I'm going to be a year behind.
1: How would you respond to that? You know, That is so much more um, typical in high school than it is in college, right? Um, In college, you have um, lots of non-traditional students, students of um, all ages in the same classes, um, all grade levels in the same classes. Um, (laughs) You're going to meet other people your age, regardless of what what grade level they're in, you know? Um, And also while they may be say a sophomore when you're technically a freshman you will have had a whole other set of experiences and life lived that they would not have had yet right so um and potentially even more on a resume, right? So we've just got to come back to what are your priorities and your values as an individual, right? What's most important to you? Because by the time you get to college stuff about, well, he's a sophomore and I'm a freshman, is not really that big of a deal. Like you walk around campus and you can't even really tell who is what level anyway. <laughs> you know? True, and nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, nobody cares in in
0: college, so yeah. <laughs> okay, so Emma, I know this ties in so tightly with the work that you do helping kids figure out, as we said, you know, who they are, how they want to show up in the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you work with families, you have your course, would you tell us where we can find you online for anyone who wants to find out more from you?
1: Yeah, sure. EmmaBPerez.com.
0: And of course that's linked in the show notes. Thank you, Emma, so much for taking time to talk about gap year with us. Sure, no problem. Thanks for having me. And thank you mighty parents for being here. Remember to share the podcast with another parent anyone who has a teen or a 20-something, especially if they might be struggling with some of those decisions around academics and career and college choices or trade school choices or certifications, whatever it is that they want to do. So thank you for being here. Remember to share that podcast. Remember to pop over to Mighty Parenting and grab the free email series on how to talk to your teen. And just Thanks for being part of the family. Remember, if you're here, if you're listening, you are a mighty parent. You got this. And I will see you next week.